sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. Yo, 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 what is up? I can't actually believe. There's a second show. I, I am not um, the kind of person that usually gets invited back to a party. <laughs> That's not really my specialty, getting invited back. Um, I, I think, you know, when I show up the first time at a party, people are like, you know, it leaves an impression. <laughs> But it's usually not an impression of like, we'd li- we want to do that again. <laughs> that's, that's not usually uh, the, the Yelp review of Sage. So um, my producer wrote me and he's like, hey, Sage, uh, we need to talk uh, tomorrow, which is, I'm recording this on Friday. You know, you're listening to this on Saturday. And I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, I, you know, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I have a false sense of (laughs) positivity towards what I do, but I get it. It's not for everybody. In fact, it's not really for most people. Um, and so I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm just like, I, and I couldn't like, he's like, we need to talk. And I'm just like, I, I can't even right now. I don't, I don't have like the, the mental shield to hear the words that, you know, this isn't going to work out. And so I just wrote him and I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm really tight tomorrow, which I am. I'm, I'm genuinely busy today. Um, I'm like, could you just send me the notes, uh, you know, of, basically you're fired. Just, could you just email me that? And he's like, Oh yeah, no. I mean, I said, could you just send me the notes of what you'd like me to change? He's like, Oh no, your show is fine. I just want to talk about promotion. I'm like, no, no way. No way. That was so nice. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, Anyways, I'm very pleased to be back for a second show. Very, very pleased. Um, there is a lot going on in the world of homelessness these days, and I really want to put it on a backdrop of something you probably have never heard of before. Uh, it's called coronavirus. It's not Corona beer. It's not a Corona of what is a Corona? Is it like a moon or something? Let me see. What is a Corona? Corona is now I got to define it. We, I mean, we should know, right? You're probably yelling at your, 
Okay. A part of the body resembling, oh, or like to a crown. That's right. That's right. I knew that. I knew that. It's like a crown. Coronavirus. The crown of all viruses. Uh, COVID-19. Incidentally, not the 19th COVID, as some people like to talk about it. It was classified in 2019. That's the night where the 19 comes from. I happen to know that. So I am over at the CDC website. Maybe you've heard of them. They're called the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And I uh, went over to their website and they have a, a, a section on homelessness. Okay. And this was updated. It says here updated August 10th, 2020. Okay. So we're in October now, but that's fairly new information. It's not like March, you know, or April. This is, um, these are recommendations by the CDC of what people that are experiencing homelessness should do. Okay. Um, so it says, you know, homeless service providers often provided in congregate settings, which could facilitate the spread of the infection because many people are homeless are older adults or having underlying medical conditions. They may also be at increased risk for severe illness. Okay. If we've learned anything, we have learned that the, People who what we learned the word comorbidity, didn't we? Didn't we learn that word? We learned the word comorbidity. Can you say comorbidity? Of course you can. So those are people that have people with comorbidities are people that, you know, have things that like, you know, make them more at risk of, uh, you know, dying from. Uh, COVID-19. So at any rate, you might imagine uh, that homeless people have a lot of those. Uh, they don't get medical treatment as often as other people. They let um, conditions go for, you know, too long uh, and untreated. And so they are at a high risk if they contract um COVID-19. So, you know, that's what the uh, CDC is saying there. Health departments and a healthcare facility should be aware that people who are homeless are a particularly vulnerable group. You should be aware of that. You should. We all should. If possible, identifying non-congregate settings where those at increased risk may uh, can stay may help protect them from COVID-19. Okay. So try like, here's, here's some tips for homeless people. Try the number one tip, try to avoid other crowded settings. Uh, I would imagine you could, ima you could anticipate understanding that a homeless shelter is by definition a crowded setting. Um, they're telling them then just these ridiculous things. If using public transportation, follow CDC guidelines on how to protect yourself when using transportation. Try to travel during less busy times, homeless people. That's what they said. They're saying that clean your hands as soon as possible after the trip. Are these people 
living in a fantasy world? Clean your hands? Where? On the sidewalk? If I rub my hands really hard on cement, will that get the coronavirus off? Because I don't know if you've known or not, but there is no running water for homeless people. Who's going to... Like, have you ever walked in into a, into a city um, and it, you as a non-homeless person don't have to worry about this because you bought something. But, you know, the number one sign you're going to see on the door of a bathroom in a city is these the restrooms are for customers only. A, you know, it's it is a dog whistle for homeless people. Stay out. We're sick of your dirtiness. Go somewhere else. Say, I, I, I listened to Sage on the radio. They said, he said, if you rub your hands really hard on the sidewalk, it'll get rid of coronavirus. Go do that. Don't do that. I mean, we're living in an age now where people say crazy stuff. Uh, that I mean, you can rub your hands on the sidewalk if you want. That's not going to cure coronavirus, okay? You know what cures coronavirus? Nothing, nothing cures coronavirus. Jeez, oh, Pete, everybody, you were waiting for me. Nothing. There was no cure yet. What, you know, hygiene reduces the risk. Washing your hands with warm water, soap, and uh, uh, hand sanitizer. You know, these are things that reduce the risk of uh, contracting coronavirus. Okay. Those are things homeless people don't have. Okay, and then they're saying, like, if possible, use takeaway options for food. A lot of people actually do provide that. Um, uh, maintain a distance of six feet with just two arms lengths from other people. Yeah, good luck. Wash your hands with soap and water. Yeah, here, literally they're saying this bull crap. For at least 20 seconds as often as possible and cover your coughs and sneezes, okay? Uh, these are, like, people that have never been homeless. But whatever, you might as well say it. You got to say it, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, anyone sick with um, COVID-19 should stay isolated. Yeah, that's um, isolation housing units could be designated by local authorities. I'd like you to put a pin in that little tidbit of advice. Um, if no other options available, homeless service providers should probably have a plan on how they can uh, help people isolate themselves while efforts are underway to provide additional support. Oh yeah. While efforts are underway. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, I want to go down here um, in the lower level where the, the heading is keeping open homeless shelters and encampments. Homeless shelters serve a critical function in our community. Shelters should stay open. They literally put that in bold unless homeless service providers, health departments and housing authorities have determined together that a shelter needs to close. Connecting people to stable housing should continue to be a priority. <clears throat> now, However, if individual housing options are not available, allow people who are living in encampments to remain where they are. There is not a new update from the CDC on that. That has been the position. Um, then, uh, and then it's the second bullet point is encourage people living in encampments to increase space between and provide hygiene resources. Okay. So, the two bullet points from the CDC, okay? They're like our Obi-Wan Kenobi of like what to do when on uh, coronavirus because nobody else it's like a it's a it's a it's a it's a like a 
political grenade, this freaking coronavirus. And so CDC is like about the only people that are brave enough to actually say things. So, um, however, if it's so, so allow people who are living in encampments to remain where they are. Okay. Okay. Can you remember that? Can you remember that? Hey, like, can I tell you something? The radio free entertainment at WMVU.org, many voices united is bringing this quality content to you, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? The radio free entertainment at WMVU.org, many voices united is allowing this pirate signal to get out there. And I'm so grateful. And hopefully you're finding it something. You're still listening. So it must be something for you. I don't know what, but thank you, WMVU.org, for allowing me to share the good news, which is not good news, about homeless people. Okay? All right. Back to work. Um, I would like to draw your attention to an article at KnoxNews.com. Knox for a Knoxville. Knoxville. I'm sure you read it every day. Um, maybe if you're in Knoxville, you do. This article was posted on October 8th. Now, that's old news in a 24-hour news cycle, meaning this was yesterday, yet yesterday, although it was updated at 8.39 p.m. So, um, you know, city of Knoxville breaks up homeless encampment under I-40 just north of downtown. Did, I, did you, did you, did you hear what the CD, the, the, never mind. City of Knoxville dump trucks lined Blackstock Avenue on Thursday as workers closed down a large encampment under an overpass. Several homeless people sat scattered along the sidewalks in an adjacent parking lot with their belongings in City of Knoxville roll carts. Oh, that's nice. They got some roll carts. The kind used for trash pickup. Oh, oh, trash. <laughs> they're not carts. They're trash cans. Ah, Captain Don James, of course, of the Knoxville Police Department, because, you know, he's a frickin homeless expert, told Knox News the city cleared the camp, which has no plumbing or running water. I wonder why that is, because the homeless people didn't put that in. Stupid homeless people, because he said it was becoming a health concern for occupants in the neighborhood. You know, these homeless people are living without running water, without trash service, without any hygiene. It's it's a health concern. Yep. Jones, again, Captain Don Jones, homeless expert said the city told residents about a week ago that they must move out of the site, which is located under Interstate 40, because, you know, they're going to do a beautification. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be a park for kids and puppy dogs, and it's going to, you know, it'd be wonderful. Just north of downtown, the encampment was supposed to be a temporary solution after shelters limited occupancy to protect against the spread of COVID-19. Okay. Does Captain Don Jones, genius of homelessness and COVID-19, understand that COVID-19 is still a thing? Does he understand it? Does genius Jones understand that the CDC is telling us 
If individual housing options are not available, which is why the city of Knoxville let this happen to begin with, allow people who are living in encampments to remain where they are. God, this police chief Jones at Knoxville Police Department. Genius. God, I wish I was as smart as this guy. Uh, the encampments were supposed to be temporary solution after shelters limited occupancy to protect against spread of COVID. Now, before I go on, I'm sure they build a lot of shelters. They're just going to move them into those right now because they're ready. They've been working on stuff. He said, well, Knox area rescue ministries and voluntary rescue ministries are still limiting capacity due to COVID-19 representatives and social workers were at the encampment site earlier this morning to try to accommodate dispersed residents with what? Get the hells out of here. We've seen a lot of people get rides to other places. We don't know where. We don't know where. The ones who haven't, we're trying to get them linked up with social workers so they can get in the system and have housing. Yeah. So they can have the housing that doesn't exist. They can get in the system so they... Did you hear Giant Genius Jones... The campment was supposed to be a temporary solution after shelters have limited occupancy to protect against COVID-19. COVID-19 is still a thing and occupancy is limited still. Genius Jones. It's one of the great things I learned for Donald Trump. Come up with stupid nicknames for people. It's pretty funny. Ah, uh, yeah, they've seen people get rides. Timothy Ogle, a man experiencing homelessness. Okay, yeah, who gives a crap about this guy? Who has been uh, based at the camp for a year, said he and his wife were there because Carm, K-A-R-M, could not accommodate them. He said the couple is waiting for, waiting for help for housing as Ogle's wife just had a baby. Now, uh, if child and family services like that is like anything like Akron child and family, he just lost his baby. They will come and take it. She was pregnant the whole time we were out there. Now we're just waiting on housing so we can get our kid back. Oh, I see. And I don't mind. Sorry. Silly me. They already stole the kid. <laughs> Sorry. Silly, silly me. Silly me. Kids can't live in tents like they've done for like hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> I'm going to go insane. I'm going to go insane. Um, David Brace. Oh, yeah. Another genius, I'm sure. Knoxville chief operating officer, another expert on homelessness, said the camp was broken up because there, the room, there's room has opened up in the shelter. I mean, David Brace knows he's a freaking chief operating officer. Like I said, screw Timothy Ogle, a man actually experiencing homelessness, this stupid idiot, regarding the situation like the one Ogle and his wife experiences, so this is going to be good, he said there's a deficit of permanent housing options and many people are on a wait list, but he said temporary shelters have beds available now, so you should get the hell in there. You know what? I bet you temporary shelters are not available for couples, but you know what? You know, times are hard. The key... The key, says David Brace, this is the key, these freaking geniuses running our cities, is to get everyone into long-term permanent housing. People have addiction. Ah, here we go. 
There we go. Now we can really get into why we hate the homeless. You see, you see the people that have the addiction, they have the addiction. And if they would stop the addiction, then we wouldn't have these problems. 99% of people who have addictions are not homeless. Doofus. The key is to get a larger people have addiction. And unfortunately, a lot of dealers were coming down there preying on these people and just became really unsafe down there. Really unsafe. It's just it's just unsafe. You know, it's unsafe. It's unsanitary. So really, you know, there's there's housing. The key is housing. And then and then, you know, and then there's some beds that have opened up and they should get in the system and they should get the housing. They should get the system and the housing because, you know, drugs bad. Okay. Okay. Let's sort of disease control. Oh, well, thank God somebody <sighs> referenced these people. Uh, however, has specifically warned against breaking up into outdoor homeless camps. Uh, I'm reading this article with you. I didn't read this article. I, what do you think? What do you think? I just knew how it was going to go. They all go this way. This is how the, these articles, you could just change the freaking names of the people in the city and they're all the same. Had warned against breaking up outdoor homeless encampments warned against it oh here's uh, another article from the corona from the from the corona uh, the, the, the 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 cdc on the interim guidance on unsheltered homeless and coronavirus disease 2019 uh covid19 in case you don't remember why it's called that for homeless service providers and local officials uh, it's right here on the top of it. People experiencing unsheltered homelessness, those sleeping outside in case you're an idiot and you don't know what that means. Um, place not meant for human habitation may be a risk for an infection where there is community spread. This interim guidance is intended to support response. Um, uh, uh, lack of housing contributes to poor physical and mental health outcomes. You probably were, would be surprised to know that. And linkages to permanent housing for people experiencing homelessness should continue to be a priority. Yeah, yeah, you should try and get housing. Like, we have to say that as a, like, we should still work on housing, okay? Outdoors. Now, here, look at this. Um, in the context of COVID-19 spread and transmission, the risks associated with sleeping outdoors or an encampment setting are different than from staying indoors in a congregate setting, such as an emergency shelter or other congregate living city. Listen to this. Outdoor settings may allow people to increase physical distance between themselves and others. However, sleeping outdoors does not offer provide protection from an environment, adequate hygiene, access to hygiene and sanitation facilities or connection to services and healthcare. The balance of risk should be considered. Okay, uh, yeah, so you could get them a tent and some freaking water. Porta potties. Have you ever heard of a porta potty? It's this new thing. It's really amazing. It's this plastic box that comes on a freaking truck. They put it on the ground and then they come once a week and suck the shit out of it. It's this new invention. They just invented it for coronavirus. <laughs> All right, back to Knoxville with all the geniuses over there. The CDC says to allow people who are living on shelter encampment to remain where they are. <sighs> Clearing encampments can cause people here. You're going to be amazed to disperse throughout the community and break connections with service providers. This increases, increases the potential for infectious disease spread. Okay. So can I just tell you, this is how much we hate homeless people. We hate them so much that we are willing to spread disease all over our city. Just so we don't have to look at them in a group. 
We hate them so much. We're willing to risk the lives of the entire community just so we don't have to look at homeless people in one group. Clearing encampments could cause people to disperse throughout the community and break. Oh, yeah, I said that. Never mind. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Here's Charity Menifee of the Knox County Health Department, who, incidentally, I am sure is uh, employed, well, by the county. Maybe she doesn't have to fear for her job saying anything. But, you know, you know they, can, they all are incestuous with these jobs. In general... COVID-19 cases among those experiencing homelessness have been low. Agencies in the community have special housing units for those who test positive or contact. KPD Sergeant, now we got a Sergeant, Thomas Clinton, who has worked with Knoxville Homeless Community since 2016, said approximately 70 to 100 people were living under the underpass. The large gathering area was creating a situation where already disadvantaged people were being abused. Abused, said Clinton, referencing reports of violence, assault, and drug dealers targeting vulnerable population. Knoxville Police Department spokes uh, Scott Erland said from the beginning of March to the end of September, there were 264 reported crimes on Blackstock and surrounding area, 19 aggravated assaults, 54 simple assaults, four rapes, one homicide, and numerous property offenses. To be clear, that only accounts for the reported crime, not the incidents that either go unreported or offense occurs to the victim. Based on our data and the efforts of officers assigned to work with the homeless population, it's completely accurate to say the encampment was creating significant safety concerns for those living there, including a nexus for drug and prostitution activities, along with the uh, aforementioned reported crime. So that's how you know they know what they're talking about because they used the word nexus and aforementioned. Only smart people use big words. Yeah, that's how we know. All right. Let me tell you a little story. Once upon a time, I ran a tent village for homeless people. For two years, I ran it. Two years. On my property, with private money, all I wanted was the government to get the hell out. I didn't want the government in my face, but I was, I always welcomed the police. I always welcomed the fire department. I would welcome anybody. Um, I would say a majority of council members came and walked through. Um, I don't know how many homeless encampments any of these people in this article have run for years. Probably most of them. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have run homeless in camp. <laughs> I'm going to go insane. I'm just going to go insane. You're going to you're going to witness a mental breakdown right here on this show right now, today or tomorrow or whenever. OK, um, you're going to have to sort out the uh, sarcasm because I don't have time to put a slash S. You're just going to have to do it yourself. You're just going to have to do it yourself. I can't, I can't tell you when I'm being sarcastic or not. It's exhausting. When in doubt, I'm being sarcastic. I'm usually just always sarcastic because that's the state of mind I'm in. Okay. From 2017, January 20, just starting basically January 7th, 2017 to about January 9th, 2019. It was literally a two years. Uh, I ran a homeless encampment on my land uh we had at its max 50 people with a waiting list and our waiting list got bigger in the winter you know why you know why let me tell you why 
because it's cold in Ohio. It's cold in Ohio, and people that live outdoors need shelter. We're not polar bears. We're not penguins. We're not raccoons. We're not squirrels. We are nearly hairless beings that spend all of our development building our brain so that we don't have to build fur and strong back legs and claws and crap. We build our brain. We're, we're brain creatures. I don't know if I know it doesn't seem like it, but believe it or not, we're quite smart. <laughs> we're adaptable. But you see, when you're brain creatures, you have to rely on things like shelter that are built with your brain because our bodies are no longer able to withstand the conditions of the environment because we're brain creatures. You see, we build things. We build tents. We've built those. We've built, we've, we've utilized caves. We, we did a thing. We, we, we made fire. We made fire. We controlled fire. Um, and then, you know, we moved on. We built, then we built, built, we got some trees and we built shelter with trees. You know, we work together. <laughs> okay. Now, okay, okay. Now, you see, I don't know. It's October. Let's go see what the weather is in Knoxville right now. Let's just go see Knoxville. Knoxville weather. Weather. Okay. It's, um... 63 degrees. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be rainy in 65, uh, 60. So, you know, 51 on Thursday, 45 on Friday. Okay. Those are temperatures that require human beings to have shelter, to have shelter. And I'm not talking fancy shelter. We don't need a lot. We need something that breaks the wind. And then we need some insulation like blankets. We invented things called sleeping bags. And we like to take wind. So we take, we've invented because we are brain creatures. We invented enclosements that stop the wind. You see, we stop the wind and then we go inside those things. And then we use things like called blankets and sleeping bags and hats and gloves and coats and pants and underwear and things people invent with their brains. And we go in the wind protector and then we get snuggled up with our warming devices that we invented with our brains. Because in Knoxville, it's going to be 45 on Friday. Because I don't know if you know this or not. When, here, let me just talk to Google. At what temperature can hypothermia occur? Let's just learn together, shall we? Hypothermia can occur, have you ever heard of that? When you are exposed to cold air, water, wind, or rain, your body temperature can drop to a, level, to a low level at temperatures of 50 degrees. Your, bo your body temperature 
That's your temperature in your body can drop to a low level, okay, when the outside temperature is at 50 degrees or higher in wet and windy weather. Oh, I forgot to tell you, those sheltery things not only protect you from wind, they protect you from this thing called rain. It, it The water, God sprinkles it like, like uh, I don't know, like, uh, I don't even know what sprinkles water. Nothing. Just God does that. I, I don't know. I was going to say like a Parmesan cheese machine. I don't know. It's water out of the sky. And it just so happens that if you're in weather of 60 degrees and you're outside in the wet and windy weather, you can also experience hypothermia. Okay. Okay, everyone. So we need the shelters. We need we need a shelter. We don't need a lot. We don't need hundred of thousand dollar apartments. If you want to build those, that's fine. You go and build them. Go go build. Go build. You just go build. Okay, you build all the to your when when you have it, you call me up and I will take my people that are moment at the moment surviving in tents, and I will send them over to your fancy hundred multi hundred thousand dollar. Uh, we built uh, 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 years ago, we built some homeless apartments for people in Akron, Ohio. The average uh, house costs in Akron. Hold on. Let me find out. What is the average house cost in Akron, Ohio? Google will know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, it won't. Oh, let me try again. What does a house cost in Akron, Ohio? I'm telling you, it's $86,000. I can't find it right now. Google doesn't understand what I'm talking about. It's $86,000. They built apartments. Each individual apartment cost $160,000. It's twice the cost of the average house in Akron, Ohio. Okay? So, but go ahead. Do it. You just build and build and build and suck off of the tit of the government and take all their money. I don't give a crap. I'm going to be over here sheltering people while you do that. Okay? Because a tent with some blankets will save your motherfucking life. Am I allowed to swear? So, what they did under this bridge is they created a camp with no rules, okay? They let a bunch of homeless people go under a bridge, like, I don't know what they say, 70 to 100 people, too many, in my opinion, too many. And then they just waited for the phone to ring when all the crime happened, which, of course, the crime is going to happen. It's a lawless outpost. Has anybody looked at human beings? Jeez, I'll beat it. Golly. There you go. I'm going to just start saying golly, and you're going to know what I really mean. Okay. 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 Let me tell you something. I have worked with all kinds of encampments. I've worked with camps with rules, a big camps with rules. Mine. It's the only one. <clears throat> I've worked 
with encampments in the woods with no rules, big ones. I've worked with encampments in the woods with small ones, like one or two people. I've worked with uh, people um, living in in what we call trap houses. Can you say trap house? Um, abandoned properties, um, <clears throat> um, warehouses, um, <clears throat> under under bridges. Bridges are good. I like bridges because you know it stops the immediate. Um, rainfall it, it sometimes picks up the wind which increases wind sometimes but the rain is good it stops the rain but you can sometimes block the wind with some little structures so what i'm here to tell you is as a person who has a little bit of experience doing this crap you cannot you cannot allow homeless people to move into a place and not have somebody designate the rules. Okay. Anybody. And really what I prefer is I prefer the homeless people to make the rules. I prefer to go to the homeless people and say, what do you want the rules to be? Because I'm going to tell you what the rules are going to be. Rule number one, no slow. They hate it. I feel sorry for the slow users. When I'm talking slow, I'm talking about fentanyl. I'm talking about heroin. I don't know. Can you get heroin anymore? I don't even know. Why would you do heroin when you can do fentanyl? Yeah, sure. You can die, but I mean, have you ever had it? Literally, have you? I haven't. I'm sure it's amazing. It takes away the pain of living a life of disease, torture, and, 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 and oppression. That's why you do it out there. That's why you do drugs on the street. A homeless woman told me, I said, you know, do a lot of people do drugs on the street? And she's like, yeah, I'd say 70%. And I'm like, so why do you think that is? And she's like, because it is a necessity. It is a necessity to do drugs when you live on the street. It is hell on earth. Did you read all the things that are going on at this camp? I lost it. Where'd it go? Let me read. Based on our data. Now, first of all, I don't know that necessarily this was all going on at this homeless camp. They just said it was in this area. There were 264 reported crimes in Blackstock and the surrounding area. So they're blaming all the crimes on the homeless people, which is probably not accurate. But, you know, they're trying to make their case to, 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 to in, a, in a time of, of pandemic to get rid of homeless people. You see, that's they're, they're doing that thing. So they're like, uh, you know, we had 19 aggravated assaults, 54 simple assaults, four rapes, one homicide, and numerous property offenses. All homeless people. Of course. No, they, they didn't say that. But that's what the article is insinuating so that we can all understand why it makes sense. We got to break up this camp. The reason we have to break up this camp is because they went, they did not have any rules. Now, all you got to do is take Sergeant Thomas Clinton or whoever that other genius was and designate a leader. Okay. You sit down. It's going to take an hour. Okay. It's going to take an hour. You're going to sit down and you're going to say, all right, we're making rules on this camp. What rules do you want? And I'm going to tell you what the rules are going to be because I've seen it happen over and over again. They're going to say no fentanyl. Fine. Good. No slow. All right. Good. 
Good. I mean, maybe they want, I mean, if, if they want to have slow users, then they're going to need fat. They're going to need, they're going to need uh, Narcan. You're just going to have to bring it. And, and, and then, then we got to have that. We have to have Narcan at that camp, but nine times out of 10, most people, well, I'm, I'm speaking Akron. We like to do math in Akron. It's cheap. It's, it gets the job done and you don't typically die from it, which causes the police to come, which causes, well, it causes the EMS to come, which causes the police to come, which causes them to run records. And then people go to jail. That's why they hate slow. Okay. They hate slow because people die and they don't, it's not, I mean, yeah, they're sad when their friends die for sure, but really they just don't want to go to jail and it just causes too much attention. So nine times out of 10, they don't want the slow users in their camp. Now I think you then got to make another camp for slow users. Um, but look, they make the rules. Because they're going to make good rules. So there. Then, you know what else they're going to say? No one is allowed in anyone else's tent. Stay out of everyone else's tent. Okay? Okay, that's good. So, stealing. What do you think about stealing? No stealing. What about uh, fights? No fighting. Okay? Um... What do you think about guests? Well, you can have guests during the day, but they got to go after, say, 10 o'clock. And they can't come back, like, say, dusk till dawn, just when it gets dark. They're going to come up with all these rules, okay? They are. I swear to you, 100%, they're going to come up with these rules. The homeless people are. And you write them down. And then you ask this question. What happens if you break this rule? And this is going to blow your mind. They're going to say, you got to leave. You got to leave. That's what they're going to say. And then like literally as a non-homeless person, you're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. So let's, let's hypothetically, let's say somebody is thirsty and they go in your tent to get a bottle of water. Are you going to throw them out? Well, Maybe not that. Okay, so what if we have like three strikes? Yeah, okay, we could have three. I don't care. You got to talk these things through because sometimes like the the crime is is extreme. But honestly, if they if you run those rules and they're like, no, screw it, we said no stealing, stay out of other people's tents. Okay, then fine, stay out of other people's tents. You steal one thing from somebody else. This is their designated area. You take anything from there. You are leaving. I, they're going to say it. They're going to say it. Okay. This is why one of those police officers is there. And you write that crap down. Okay. You write that crap down. Now you have created the beginnings of a community. Now I would recommend designating security. In a trap house, you usually call it the doorman. You get somebody that is mildly, like, seems like you can rely on them that is strong enough and willing to do it. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, the strength, the, the, the physical strength isn't the problem. It's like kicking your friends out of a, a camp is the problem. Um, some people can do it. Some people can't do it. It's really hard. It's emotionally very difficult. Um, you can have a tribunal. So if you're like, look, uh, 
If you don't want to be, if, if, if you don't want to just do a military or a police state, you can do it where they have to go to trial for the crime. So you can do it that way. These are not difficult things to come up with, people. Look, I did it. We did it. I didn't do it. I just had the place and they invented this stuff. This is what happens in homeless camps. This kind of self-government happens. You just simply have to have somebody willing to back you when the shit goes down. Okay? Okay? You understand? And that's where, that's where the police department can be incredibly helpful. You make sure one person has a phone. Okay. One person has a phone. If the police want, you can put them on speed dial. They can talk to each other. Okay. All right. Maybe that guy that likes homeless people so much, that one cop that's like been working with homeless people, maybe you get his phone number on speed dial. All right. A guy with a, in a, in a, in a uniform with a bunch of freaking military gear is very persuading. You all agree to the rules. Everybody that goes into that camp gets the rules on paper and they sign them. They sign them and the camp leader, the camp organizer keeps them on file. I would recommend taking pictures of them and uploading them or emailing them somewhere because paper in the wilderness has a, you know, a, 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 a thing of getting lost or, you know, getting used as fire material, whatever. Take a picture of it so that you can show it to them. You need it written down. You signed this. You agreed to this. You are leaving. And you know what? They'll leave. They'll leave. They will leave because that's what happens in early stage human communities. You've been thrown out of the village. That's what happens. You get thrown out of the village and you will leave. Because the village will see to it that you are gone. And then the village can decide if it's a permanent ban, if it's a, a month ban. You can do all these kinds of nuanced things, okay? Write down, however, who has been banned because you're going to forget. And you need a list because they're going to sneak back in. They'll just be like sitting there one day. You're like, aren't you banned? Like, no, 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 not me. I was never banned. And then you can look and be like, yep, no, you're definitely banned. And then you can have permanent bans, three-month bans, whatever, a month ban, a day ban. Depends on the thing. You can have all these things. That's the easiest penalty is banning. Um, it's just because they don't have any other um, commodity to work with, you see. They don't have any, like, other material that you can take away, so you just throw them out of the village. And it's like death, okay? It's like death. And I'm here to tell you you can make a camp with rules, but not this way. You don't take a hundred homeless people and throw them under a bridge and hope they figure it out. You morons. Are you literally morons? I mean, God dang it. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I just don't know. I just it, it, like, there is just a complete lack of, Simple, basic curiosity, which I don't understand. Every sociologist on earth should go to the homeless camps to understand early society, because that's what you are seeing. You are seeing hunters and gatherers starting to come together in a village. It's incredible. But you see, we've, 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 we've branded homeless people as drug addicted 
uh, disease bag, terrible humans. So, you know, little meek sociologists are like, I can't go there. I'm going to die. Like, no, you're not. Bring a freaking granola bar. You'll be friends with life. <sighs> Bring some, a bottle of water. They'll love you forever. They won't hurt you. They just hurt themselves. We need to talk about that. There's similarities that I see in uh, communities. Um, I got on video a, 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 a fight between two homeless people just yesterday that uh, was weird. Um, but they're, they go after each other. They go after each other because they have all of this um, baggage with each other. They steal from each other. They've, you know, they're cheating on each other. Mostly they're stealing from each other. That's the nine. And then that just, it, it makes you go insane because you don't have anything and homeless people are stealing from you. And the reason homeless people are stealing from you is because they have nothing. Do you see how it works? It's not, people with nothing steal from other people that have a little more. And by a little more, I mean like a pillow. They got a pillow. So now you don't have a pillow. That guy has a pillow. I'm taking your pillow. And that the guy with the pillow then becomes really pissed. Could you understand that? Could you understand that if the only possession you have is a pillow and uh Bob steals your pillow, how you are going to do bad things to Bob. Could you understand why you might want to do that? Could you understand that? Imagine your only possession is a pillow and Bob steals your pillow. Okay. Usually it's phones. Typically they're stealing phones because you know, phones are like, we don't have pay phones in America anymore. And the only way you can communicate is each other is with these, these high end expensive mobile phones. So yeah, they steal those prostitutes. I'm sorry. Sex workers steal other sex worker phones for, do you know why? Do you know why the contacts, the contacts is the correct answer. They, you know, they take another sex worker's phone. So then they have the contacts. They know people that are all ready to play. They're ready to go. They got them right there. I, I've known, I've known, I've known uh, sex workers lose their phone a dozen times. A dozen times. So you got to sleep. I don't know if you know this or not, but human beings, they have to sleep, which is one of these things why you have camps because there goes like an order of things. You need, you need, you need air. Okay. Okay. You need to breathe. That's like, you'll die in a few minutes. Water, you'll die in a few days. And then I'm pretty sure the next is sleep. You can't go more than like five days or so without sleep. I don't even know. I'm not an ex sleep expert, but you can't go that long. You can go like a month without food. It goes air, water, sleep. You need to sleep. It's not a luxury to sleep. Morons. Good. So look, of course this failed. And I've, I've, may I say, I've had the opportunity to work with camps like this, and they're very interesting as well. 
And what I'll say is, is that um, people do try to create rules and like one rule, like I remember, you know, I mentioned that no slow, right? So that was a camp that I was working with that had mm, a dozen, maybe 20 people in it. And uh, these one people, this one this couple tried to, um, in fact, they had lived at our tent village that had rules and they were trying to bring rules to their camp. And they had one rule, no slow, just go. It's an easy saying to remember. Slow, slow is like petty, uh, fetty and, and go is like um, meth. You know, no slow, just go. It's easy. It's one of those rules you can easily remember. They couldn't get it done. Because, why? Because a homeless person walks in and says, you don't own this land. You don't own this land. And, uh... It's hard to refute that. However, if you take KPD Sergeant Thomas Clinton, who's worked with the Knoxville homeless community since 2016, good job, Thomas Clinton. Goddamn genius. You talk, you call up Thomas, and Thomas says, Look, these are the people that are in charge. These are the rules you've agreed with. If they say you go, they're my deputies on this or whatever you want to say. I don't care. They, I deputize them, the law enforcement of this homeless camp. If they say it, it happens. Done. Rules. Rules have happened. Okay. And then Thomas Clinton can stop by whenever Thomas Clinton wants to stop by and he can be like, Hey, how's it going? Everybody, you guys got everything you need. How's the rules? How's the thing? I would recommend community meetings that are required, required community meetings. You can be thrown out for not showing up to the community meetings unless you have a legitimate excuse like a mental health appointment, doctor's appointment, or a job. And yes, people go to doctors and mental health providers and have jobs when they live outside. Am I blowing your mind right now? You're like, oh my God, I didn't even know. I just thought they were animals. Jesus Christ. So, Thomas Clinton maybe could come at the weekly meeting. If you don't come to the weekly meeting, um, we had a three strikes. If you missed the meeting three times, you were thrown out. They'll just stop coming because there will be people that are not going to participate in the community. And those are people you do not want in your community. Village villages need engaged villagers and it's good for their mental well-being. You need a job like every day you got to contribute an hour. Okay. And then you can have a person that organizes the jobs. You got to come to that person and be like, what's my job today? You got to move these rocks from over here to over there. You got to clean up that trash and put it over there. You got to do this. You got to do that. You need to get people engaged with their community because not only does it help the community, it helps them. It gives them value and purpose. When your only value and purpose in life is just hunting down drugs, which is a legitimate value and purpose on the homeless front because nobody else thinks anything of you. They just throw you under a bridge and hope you figure it out. If that's your only hope, only focus on life, you don't have hope. You don't have humanity. You lose your humanity. So that could be a rule. You got to volunteer an hour a day at the camp. But KPD Sergeant Thomas Clinton got your back on that. Okay. Because at the Friday meeting or whenever you have, we had Friday meetings, Thomas is there. Sergeant Thomas is there. And they're like, look, Bob, I'm always picking on Bob. 
Most people, Bob's I've known have been fine. Anyways, it's just an easy name. Bob. Uh, hasn't done a lick of work all week. And then Sergeant Thomas Clinton will say, well, uh, counsel, what do you guys think? We think that Bob's got to go. All right, Bob, you got to go. I don't want to go. Yeah, well, they suck. I know. Yeah, whatever. He's going to just, he's going to badmouth them. He's going to hate you. He's going to hate everybody. Uh, he's going to threaten to burn the place down. Uh, whatever. Usually they don't burn the place down. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> but you got your, you, the Sergeant Thomas Clinton's got the back. Bob, you got to go. You're leaving. If I see you here, I'm taking you in. You are not allowed here. You have been evicted. You've been thrown out. You got to go. And you know what? Bob will go. He will. He will. He will. We didn't even need. Um, so when it was on my land, I was Sergeant Thomas Clinton. We didn't, I mean, we had police come on our, uh, uh, Friday meetings. We always invited them. They're built. Uh, we had parole officers come. We had mental health officers come. We are whatever we had, um, 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 housing people come because they, they knew where their clients were. It was, it's actually really great. Okay. We would have uh, tent searches. We were a drug free, alcohol free facility. Um, if we suspected you having, uh, uh, drugs in your tent, we would have a, um, it, it, we would have a person from security, a person from tri council. Um, and if you were a woman, a, uh, a woman and you at your tent while we did a tent search. And if we found drugs, you were out, you were out. I, um, they cleaned out half the camp one day. The half the camp was just done, gone. And we did it. We, we didn't, we almost never had to do it with the police because it was my land, you see. But when you, when you're under a bridge, it's gotta be, you gotta have some outside authority and KPD Sergeant Thomas Clinton could be that authority. I, Thomas Clinton says, I say these, what these rules are, and these are the rules, and you got to follow them, otherwise you got to go. Otherwise, 100%, you're going to get chaos. You're going to get assault. You're going to get um, um, thievery. You're going to get drug use. Um, you know, like, drug dealers are not allowed on the camp. You go up the street for your drug dealer. It's simple. You don't shit where you eat. It's basic humanity 101. You go up the street and do your drug deals. You don't bring the freaking, you don't, if, if you are talking with a known drug dealer in the camp, you're out, you're out. Drug dealers are not allowed in the camp. You go up, you go up the street and meet with the drug dealers. Okay. And I'm not saying all I'm, this is just from experience. Okay. This is what happens when you, when you create homeless camps with rules, you learn these things, but I can tell you, I've worked with lawless camps and they turn out this way every, every single time because these people have no meaning in their life. They have no purpose. They've been cast out of society. And of course they're going to do bad things. 
You got to create sanction camps. Thomas Clinton could have created a sanction camp, but he screwed it up. And now all those people, it's not their fault. It's Clinton's fault. He screwed it up. Thomas Clinton screwed it up because he's been working with the homeless by 2016. He should have learned this crap. He failed the homeless. KPD Sergeant Thomas Clinton failed the homeless and now they are without shelter. It's not the homeless people's fault. It's all of our faults for not understanding how they work. People, I'm done yelling at you this week. I love you. uh, And I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.